Hello and welcome to another edition of the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name, of course, is the mayor, P- mayor of PHNX, occasionally known as Derek Montia, and I am here next to the vice mayor of PHNX, the one and only Thunderstick Jesse Friedman. We are alive and in person today, right. Derek, here at Four Peaks Brewery in Tempe. Yes. It, is a, it is a good day. It's a fantastic day. It's a great day to be out here with us. And of course, this show is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, this, uh, of course... DraftKings Sportsbook is America's number one sportsbook app. And we are here at Four Peaks at the 8th Street Pub. And we're having a blast. Uh, all the shows here from uh, PHNX have been live from here today. And we've been enjoying ourselves some Four Peaks brew. Of course, if you come down here, got to mention PHNX, you get yourselves a $3 pint, I believe. And obviously, more than anything, you get to enjoy the wonderful atmosphere here at Four Peaks, the wonderful beers and the wonderful food. And we are having a great time. So, Thank you, guys. Thanks, everybody that joined us, everybody that's here today. And, of course, uh, we are going to talk about a little Diamondback. So we've got at least one win against the San Diego Padres. An unlikely win. Not, uh, not, a very, not a very clean win, but a comeback victory. And uh, it was nice to see them do that in, a, in, in the fashion that they did because that was a pretty big comeback win on, uh, on, on game one. It was an incredible game. Um, I got to be there in person and, and see what went down uh, last night. And uh, it was, I mean, it, it tied for the Diamondbacks' biggest comeback of all time. Um, they've done it, I think, 12 times. Yes. Uh, but they have never made a comeback in a game of more than six runs in a game. Um, and so it was, it was incredible to uh, just be there and see it. And it was sort of low-key. Uh, the Diamondbacks scored four runs in the seventh. And then, you know, suddenly a, a six-run game turned into a two-run game just like that. And then they uh, got two more. They got the equalizer in the eighth inning. And then in the ninth inning, uh, it was a not exactly your classic walk-off play, no, Derek. No, uh, not at but all. But it, it counted. All. It counted. And the Diamondbacks won the game. Well, there was a lot of nonsense there in, in the ninth inning, of course. And we're going to talk about that. But Zach Gallen had one of his worst outings of the year. Like you said, the Diamondbacks were able to come back and, and pick him up, right? And that was something nice to see. The last time that they came back from a deficit this big uh, was June 3rd, 2015 versus the Braves. They were down 6 to nothing in the second inning and won 9-8 on that game. But like you said, uh, this is the 10th ten- uh, time in history that they have come back from this six-run deficit. Zach Gallen, though, of course, uh, not, not his worst outing of the year, as you explained. Of course, we have the... Uh, what was it? There was a game in Philadelphia uh, where he went uh, like an inning in two thirds. Yeah, yeah. So that probably takes the cake for his his worst outing of the season. But he wasn't great, Derek. Uh, no. Five innings, six runs. Um, he was really good for four innings, and then uh, the wheels just sort of came off yeah. at the end there. Yeah, because it was almost it was a pitcher's duel going into that fourth inning, and then all of a sudden everything fell apart for him. And I yeah. believe uh, did all, all sort all six runs scored in that inning. And I guess right, Jesse. The question I have is. <laughs> is it ready to push this panic button on Zach Gallon? On Zach Gallon? Oh my gosh. I have the panic button. We have, a, we have a physical panic button. We have a button physical here, panic here button. With us. It's under glass so that I don't get too tempted to push it just out of nowhere. Just but I need sure. to know if it's time to push the panic button on Zach Gallon. On Zach Gallon? I don't think so. Um, I don't think it's time to, to push the panic button on a guy who's the ace of the staff. He's the best pitcher on the team. I think everyone is pretty much in agreement on that. And, uh, and Zach Gallen looked so good for four innings yesterday. It's not like he was a disaster all the way through. Uh, it was really four innings of some pretty good baseball. And then in the fifth inning, the, the wheels just sort of came off for him. And, and that happens to, you know, even the best pitchers in the game, those kinds of things are going to happen from time to time. So 
I mean, the guy is an ERA in the low threes, Derek. So let's let's chill with the <laughs> chill with the panic button for right now. Fine, I'll put it away. I will put the panic button away for now. But uh, per Zach Buchanan, one thing that doesn't help Zach Gallen in some of his outings, uh, he said in a tweet, "Just stumbled upon this via Baseball Reference. Not a single double play has been recorded behind Zach Gallen this season. There have been 52 double play opportunities with him on the mound entering today. Runner on first, less than two outs, and zero double plays have been turned." No double plays were turned in that outing, so that stretch continues. What the hell is going on defensively behind Zach Gallon? Is it just bad luck like we've seen yeah. with Christian Walker, for instance, with some of his hard hit you know, balls just being hit directly at guys? Just, just a run of bad luck there with Zach? I don't know. Um, it's pretty bizarre. I don't think it's necessarily a fault of the Diamondbacks defense. I mean, at this point, the Diamondbacks defense is, is you know not perfect, but their sure. infield defense is, is pretty decent all in all. Um, I think it's more of just one of those weird baseball phenomenons, Derek, that, really? we, that we know and love. I mean, Zach, Zach Allen's not really a ground ball pitcher. Um, he's not a fly ball pitcher, I don't think I would necessarily say. He's sort of somewhere in the middle. Um, so he's not necessarily going to you know, live getting ground balls yeah. and getting double plays anyway. But eventually this season, I can just about guarantee Zach Gowns, he's going to get it. He's probably going to have a double play turn behind him at some point. Well, and you you overheard a conversation that suggested that there might never have been a pitcher in modern I'm era pretty baseball sure. I'm pretty that sure. That never has had a double play turn behind them in a season, right? I mean, double plays are pretty common. Like, we yes, see guys I have know. double plays turn multiple times in a game. As so a matter of fact, Merrill Kelly seems to be one of those guys at times where when he gets a guy on first base, you almost kind of, like... You don't panic because you know Merrill Kelly has a really good likelihood to get the next batter to hit into a sure. ground ball situation and have a good shot at a, at a double play, right? So it's like, yeah. it's weird because I don't panic with some of the guys, you know, up there. But uh, I don't know. Zach Gowan, it's 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 definitely a weird phenomenon. Um, but it, there's, a, there's a bigger, weirder phenomenon that I need to address than what happened with Zach Gowan. Even Uh-oh. though he was bad and I'm not thrilled about that. Uh, Christian Walker had his first career... RBI walk off RBI right well it was it was his it's funny you can't say it was his first career walk off hit it wasn't it was his first first... career walk off RBI right because what the hell happened with the final scoring there the final out that was never recorded or the final ball I guess the Christian uh, the the RBI that won the game the walk off right was scored as a fielder's choice yeah Explain this, Jesse Friedman. I don't know if I can explain this. Um, <laughs> there was there was honestly quite a bit of uproar um, in the press box about this play that there should have been an error on someone. Yes. I mean, you get the sense that like the bobble. I feel like uh, than the second baseman was more likely, or the shortstop yeah, overcovered. I think it's it's hard to figure out who's at fault because Eric Cosmer threw to second base. He had three choices of where to throw the ball. He could have thrown to first. He could have thrown to second, or he could have thrown home. He had three choices, and he made the he picked wrong the worst choice. Yeah, he, picked he picked the, the worst, worst option of the three, and By not far. only not only that, but C.J. Abrams wasn't even there to field the ball. He, he was not ready. He was not prepared to receive a throw at second base. Um, so it's a little bit hard. It, maybe the throw from Hosmer was a little bit off, but you also feel like if Abrams was there, he probably would have caught that ball without uh, without it clanking off his glove. Um, and I don't even know if they would have gotten the out at second base um, if, if the throw had been completed. It would have been a really close play at second base. So it's a little weird that there was no error um, on the play. But the weirdest thing for me, Derek, is, is why on earth did Eric Hosmer throw to second base? I mean, why did he throw to the one base where he didn't have much of a shot at getting an out? The, <laughs> o- the only thing I could think of is proximity. 
Yeah, his momentum, he's a lefty, and his momentum did carry him in that direction. Right. So that's what a lot of people were saying. But, I mean, if you don't have a fielder ready there to field the ball, <laughs> no, then you're going to have to turn around and yeah. go a different direction. Yeah, and, and for sure. Eric Hosmer is a great defensive first baseman. Uh, every, you know, every fielder is going to make mistakes from time to time. But um, I know Padres fans were not, uh, not too happy about this one. Well, the Diamondbacks didn't muster up a lot of offense uh, it, outside of game one. Obviously, they had the big comeback win. Uh, to win seven six after being down six to nothing, but uh, we don't we don't have a lot of great choices. And even though he went zero for six in this series, zero for six. I think it was was it zero for seven? I think it zero for seven. seven. No, you're right. It's zero for seven. You're right. Zero for seven. <laughs> Christian Walker's our king of the series. Zero for seven. One walk off RBI. How I don't know. That's just the way baseball goes. It's stupid. It doesn't make any any sense at all. And I love it. Uh, two walks, and yeah, that's that's what we got going on because Christian Walker gets his first career walk off RBI, and that do, even that doesn't seem right. Like Christian Walker, a power guy, uh, for what yeah. he's been able to do for this team, it feels like this. It's weird for this to it's be his little, first walk off RBI. A little anticlimactic. Yeah, we we talked to him after the game uh, in the clubhouse, and he had some just hilarious answers when we were asking him about this. Um, one of the reporters asked Christian Walker. Um, you know, do you kind of feel like you were you were due to get this in your favor, right? Christian Walker has had, we've talked about it, his, his luck on batted balls this year has been absolutely horrible. He's hit so many line drives just like right at guys. And so a reporter asked him, like, do you feel like this is just, you know, baseball kind of owed you this one? And Christian Walker told us, uh, if there's anything I know about baseball, it's that baseball doesn't owe us anything. Right. That, that's just sort of <laughs> that's the mentality. Right. Uh, but th- this game owes yeah. these guys absolutely nothing. And so this game ain't loyal. It ain't loyal. It is not. It is not loyal at all. And Christian Walker would know that more than anyone else. So yeah, for sure. And I, I, I mean, the game doesn't owe you anything. Right. That's why guys that are really good at it in some way or shape or form can suddenly not be good at it. Like what Dallas yeah. Keuchel kind of went through after, you know, finding so much success and then suddenly not being able to be effective as a pitcher anymore, right? So, yeah. uh, But, again, that's probably the first time, maybe the last time, hopefully the last time, we ever give the DraftKings king of the series to a guy that went 0 for, six, so 0 for 7 in the series. <laughs> but, uh, of course, if you haven't done so already, make sure to sign up at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Use our code of PHNX and get down this weekend on UFC 276. Uh, there's more than one way to make money on UFC 276 over at the DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use our promo code of PHNX. Bet $5 on any UFC 276 fighter to win. It doesn't matter if they get the snot beat out of them. Uh, if, if, if you bet on them, you'll get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code PHNX this Saturday at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for detail. Jesse, I got down on some DraftKings. I, I got pretty deep on some on some parlays. I was taking ah, all right. old, uh, old friend alert Cole Calhoun to have over a base and a half uh, today. Okay. I was taking. Okay. Uh, so I was I was I was peppering it around baseball a little bit, and I, I I did not I did not do well. Cole Calhoun did not come through for me on my parlay, but of course that's the beautiful part about DraftKings Sportsbook. You can use it. However you want to, there is a number of combinations, not only a same game parlay, multiple game parlays, add as many bets, as add as many legs as you can. How many legs did your, uh, did your parlay have? Uh, my parlay had five legs, but it's nothing compared to Anthony Totri, who was showing me some of his uh, 11 and 12 leg parlays oh that he gosh. 
he throws like uh, 50 cents on and you know if he do wins we know he what wins the, do we know what the largest leg parlay that anyone has ever succeeded oh, on is i don't know i did have a friend that hit on a 37 leg parlay Whoa. one time that's insane that's and he crazy. now uh, owns a chain of restaurants so that's how that transfers into makes sense. Makes sense. wealth going forward. But, of course, uh, make sure to download the DraftKings Sportsbook and use our code of PHNX. Jesse, game two, the Diamondbacks weren't so lucky. It's kind of the opposite. They actually had yeah. a pretty good starting performance from Madison Bumgarner today. Diamondbacks just weren't able to generate any offense behind him, no run support. Uh, Mike Clevenger, with his little... A uh, little foot scramble thing that he does on the mound was uh, nearly no hit the Diamondbacks offense. So thoughts on what you saw out there today? Yeah, Mike Clevenger was very, very good today. And uh, the Diamondbacks got, I mean, they had very little going for them in this game. How is that not a balk? How is that not a balk? How is what Mike Clevenger does on the mound not a balk? It's it's not a balk, Derek. <laughs> I know. Um, it's, a, it's, a little, it's a little salsa dance. They, I, I, didn't, I didn't really listen to the broadcast a whole lot, but apparently Mike Clevenger in a post-game interview uh, voiced some words about uh, what was said about him, uh, maybe on, on the Diamondbacks TV side, maybe even on the radio side as well. Apparently Diamondbacks broadcasters were talking about Mike Clevenger and just the way that he looks on the mound and, and whatnot. I don't know if he was too happy about that, but... The results uh, spoke for themselves in this one, Derek. I for mean, sure. Six innings, one hit. That one hit was an infield single that was originally ruled an error. Um, so the Diamondbacks had very little going offensively uh, in this game against Mike Clevenger. And, and unfortunately, when Nick Martinez came in, uh, not much change for them. They got shut out in this game. Uh, Diamondbacks just didn't seem comfortable out there today. And that's no. like, it's weird to me uh, considering that they just faced Clevenger recently. Right. Not to, you know, of course, obviously he could be doing something different. I'm not, you know, that in tune to what's going on out there on the mound or what he was doing differently to be more effective this game than he was in his previous start. But he was much more efficient and he was definitely getting Diamondbacks batters to uh, to to swing at some bad pitches. Yeah, the key, I think, was was really efficiency for him in this game. He was really cruising, just making quick work of of Diamondbacks hitters. And I was actually at his last start against the D-backs in San Diego and uh, he went four innings, gave up four hits, two walks, three strikeouts. It was a decent outing for him, um, but quite but, the opposite from today. That felt yeah. like it was a it was a complete game, no, yeah. you know, shutout. On, he was on the, on he was on cruise control yeah. in this game. I mean, there was just uh, the Diamondbacks had nothing going. There was basically no hard contact. I mean, there were the, the crowd had very little to cheer about uh, through the front yeah. the front six innings, and I guess not much changed after that either. So, um, yeah, Mike Clevenger is a great pitcher, and that's why the Padres are such a good team. Their offense is not that good, right? I mean, we've seen it in this series. It's not that good of an offense necessarily. Right. Um, obviously, Manny Machado and Fernando Tatis being out helps. Um, but it's not a killer offense. And so the Diamondbacks uh, certainly have a chance against them on the pitching side of things. Um, but you don't feel as good about you know their hitters trying to do well against guys like Sean Manaya and guys like Mike Clevenger, who are very, very good at what they do. And that is absolutely why the Diamondbacks, I think, maybe get feel too much pressure when they face yeah. the Padres team because uh, they haven't had a, a lot of success. So sometimes, you know, that that's where you start trying to hit three home runs and one at bat, and then that's just yeah. not going to work out. On the flip side, like I said, Mad Bum was solid today. He only allowed two runs uh, in his start. Uh, and, and he looked one run. One actually. run, excuse me, yeah. one run. Yeah, four hits, one run in five innings pitch. So he looked much better today uh, than he has in, in his previous starts. But on the flip side, something you brought up to me uh, was Mad Bum's constant umpire chirping. 
Which and is not new. It's absolutely <laughs> it not just this game. nothing new. It's not just this game. It's every start. It's from the beginning of the game. It's five pitches in. It's ten pitches in. It, it, it doesn't matter when, right? But you asked if that chirping could rub fans the wrong way. Yeah. And I, I guess I wanted to get your thoughts on that and how you feel seeing him out there kind of chirping constantly yeah. like that. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I'm curious what people in the chat have to say about this. Um, personally, it, it just see I could understand if fans, you know, if fans were rubbed the wrong way by him. It's it's not like he hasn't had a pretty good season. I mean, he has a 3.63 ERA, um, five innings, one run. You'll certainly take that. But it's just an every single game sort of thing. Um, and there are going to be bad calls that, that go against you as a starting pitcher. And, and there's going to be chirping that happens at some point in the season. Um, but with Mad Bum, I mean, it's every single game. And it's oftentimes pitches that, frankly, are not in the strike zone. Or at least are in a gray area where they're not really the types of pitches you can, you can get really upset over, right? Well, let's, and let's be honest. He was actually getting the outside edge on a lot of he often batters does. That, he often does. that were out of the strike zone, at least according to the K zone on right. TV, right? That's all we can really go based on. Right. Yeah. And I'm probably going to write about this soon is just um, looking at Madison Bumgarner and, and the way that umpires call games for him as a veteran, he has a reputation. Um, and a lot of times those types of guys get a little bit more leeway on the edge of the strike zone. Elizabeth says in the chat, I'm tired of him talking back to ums. Got old a long time ago. Yeah. I'm going to take a different position on this. Okay, please do. I'm old. Right? True, true. So I I understand just always being mad at the world no matter what, right? Like I can find something as a 41-year-old man to complain about almost every single day if you really let me, right? So how much time do I have, Derek, before I before I enter that phase of life? Am I oh, safe? We've already, we've already passed that. I complain about you behind your back all the time, constantly. Okay. Okay. Um, but we're really talking about, I think, personalities in, in sports, right? Yeah. Like, yes, Mad Bum does this, right? Do I want him to change it? Eh. I mean, there's plenty of people that act the right way in sports, right? And there's plenty of people mm. who... Uh, you know, are humble. There's plenty of people who go, you know, they, they never complain to the umpire or whatever. I think sometimes in basketball, how much I respect players that don't whine about every foul call after watching the NBA playoffs this year, and especially seeing what the Suns went through. This little yeah. hat reminded me yes. of what the Suns I'm went sorry. through, of like just complaints. <laughs> no, I mean, even, even on the Suns, right? But then a big part of it was like, the other team just complaining constantly and Suns players. It was like yeah. it, the, the playoffs turned instead of about like the best basketball that you can get. It was like the whiniest basketball you can get. Right. And you want more out of your athletes. You want them to be better people. You want it to be more about the game. But sometimes it's not. Yeah. With Mad Bum, you're never changing that. That's who he is as a person. That's part of his DNA. Sure. Right. And like, I think there's a part of me that thinks that if everybody made the right decision all the time and if everybody acted like they should you know if everybody had some decorum and everybody had manners and people didn't bitch at the refs and do all the stuff they did sports would be kind of boring i mean it, it could be <laughs> like it's kind of fun to have people that are are angry or uh, you know emotional or you know sure. expressive when it comes to how they feel about sports right there are some of us that feel the same way watching these games right so like sometimes it's just to have someone like mad bump be like where did that miss at the same time that I'm in my living room screaming? Where did that miss? Sure. Like, it doesn't, it's not the worst so thing, you right? So you feel like 
like Mad Bum is is your voice in the I game. I feel, in a sense. you know what? I feel like I can relate to Mad Bum because I can't play two innings of MLB the Show <laughs> without wanting to throw the remote control through the television. Jesse. Okay, but in, in MLB the Show, you can literally turn on a setting where the umpires never make a mistake. Right? Do you not do that? Well, I didn't know that was a setting oh that I could gosh. change. Well, it's your not, life changed a, today, Derek. It's not the umpires so much in MLB The Show as it's just my poor skill set at playing the video sure. game that I'm really frustrated I mean, video with. games aren't perfect, so no, you, know, you, no, you press not. the button and it doesn't work. Especially MLB The Show 22. It's a hot pile of garbage, but that's a whole other thing. <laughs> I get high on OGs and I play my video games and I still have a fun time, and that's what it's all about, right? But my point being is that, uh, you know, I get Mad Bum being the way he is, and again, maybe maybe that's what he needs. Yeah, maybe I we mean, need maybe we need to send him a case of Indica OGs, and maybe we'll see less. I'm sure Mad Bum would appreciate Just that. Just relax um, and calm down a little bit. So it, today was interesting, especially because Tori Lovello got into it as well, um, mm-hmm. and that doesn't always happen. Um, at least from what I've seen, it seems like Mad Bum is pretty much in the umpire's face, you know, several times a game. Pretty much every time he starts, uh, Tori Lovello sometimes kind of stays out of the fray. Sometimes he doesn't, and today he. He very he got very close to being thrown out of this game. I think the home plate umpire was was very very close to tossing Tori Lavelle out of this game, um, which I think sort of makes sense. I think Tori would rather um, have himself get tossed than have Mad Bum get tossed if, if things get too testy. So Absolutely. I think that's just being a good manager there. But it got very close, and and I think Tori was he almost went over the edge of of doing it, and I think he decided not to. Home plate umpire Andy Fletcher had himself quite the game today because. He wasn't taking bullshit from anybody. As a matter of fact, one of the Padres hitters leaned into a pitch and got a hit on his elbow. It was a, it was a, you know, it was a de- uh, that protective was, device. That was hilarious. And yeah. Andy Fletcher said no. Yeah. Andy Fletcher said no. You leaned into it. You get back into the box. That was a ball. And that's how we're going to proceed. It was Trent Grisham. Yeah, yeah it was Trent, Trent Grisham. Trent Grisham. He, yeah, what I uh, what we tweeted out from the DBAT from the PHNX DBAX account is that Trent Grisham, frankly, is just not nearly as good at being no, hit by pitches no, as Diamondback no, hitters are. Absolutely as we, not, as we saw yesterday. So. You don't have your shit together like we did yesterday. But it was it was blatantly obvious. Though. It was. I mean, he it was. obviously was just trying to get hit by this pitch, right. and he like let his L. Yeah, it was but, but very, I, very strange. Like it reminds me of when kids in the classroom pull shit with a teacher, and now the teacher's just angry, and she's not putting up with anybody the rest of the day. That related that 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 related over to the Tori Lavallo thing. Sure. Tori Lavallo came out of the dugout, and I believe Andy Fletcher told him to shut the fuck up. And yeah. Tori Lavallo's response was, "Okay," yeah. <laughs> and he went back to the. He dugout. pretty much just like nodded his head and turned around. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was pretty comical. Oh, baseball is so funny at times, but of course we're going to send a lot of people's cases of OGs. And if you had a chance, haven't had a chance to try OGs yourself. Make sure to look them up at your local dispensary. Of course, you can find them online at ogsbrands.com. That's O-G-E-E-Z brands.com or on Instagram at ogsbrands. And that's also O-G-E-E-Z. Uh, they just launched their limited edition seasonal flavor pina colada, perfect pineapple and creamy coconut blend that we have been enjoying. Uh, we were out at the Maya Day Club for the OG's pool party. Jesse was not uh we're yeah we're aware we're booze, aware that i was not there to jesse uh <laughs> and also uh we're still recovering from that some of us can't drink beer uh yet but some others the rest of us can of course so <laughs> we've bounced back uh we had a fun time and we want you guys to also have a fun time whether it's with og's sativa strains or their indica strains it doesn't matter they have a variety of strains for whatever 
you're in the mood for. Not only do they have that, but they have a variety of doses as well. Get yourself the 3-milligram microdose or the 10-milligram regular dose at your local dispensary near you. And remember, uh, 21 and over only to purchase and enjoy. And enjoy responsibly. Derek, over at OG's Brands. Since, yes, ma'am. Since you called me out, I have to call you out, buddy. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Let's talk. What did I do wrong? Buddy, you can't work Discord and then video games too. Yeah. You don't yeah. know settings. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no. I mean, well, he also he also plays MLB the Show on Rookie. I'm pretty I sure do. he plays it on the easiest. I level. like to enjoy my video games. Why am I villainized for wanting to enjoy video on games? The easiest setting. Why? I don't. I don't play <laughs> video so games cute. to upset myself. Oh. I play them to escape from reality. I take OG's brand. Do you think I can hit on on pro on OG's brand? No, I can't. Of course not. I need to uh, keep it on rookie, but uh, you, you, of course, you guys are all pros at this. So I want to, sure. I want to try, I want to try my luck at playing all of you, and that will be the show after the shit talking that has occurred. But of course, go find yourself some OGs before you play MLB the show because it's a frustrating experience, and OGs will definitely help you with that. Uh, Jesse, last but not least, the Diamondbacks may or may not be sending multiple All Stars to the All Star game this season. Probably know, not. Probably not. No, no. We know for a fact that they will at least be sending two All-Stars to the All-Star Wait, game. how is there two, Derek? That doesn't make any sense. Major League Baseball announced that D-back strength and conditioning coordinator Nate Shaw will oversee the National League strength and conditioning duties at the 92nd All-Star game okay. in Los Angeles. Shaw has been uh, the D-back strength and conditioning co- coordinator for 17 seasons. Wow. That's cool. I mean, yeah, I guess I guess I guess coaches and trainers. You don't don't seem impressed by this. Well, I I thought you were trying to make like an epic case for, you know, why Christian Walker or Uh why, you know, why some other player should uh, is deserving of of an all star game appearance. No, not at all. But you know what? Um, Yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty cool. Nate Shaw, I mean, he's been at this for a long time. As you said, 17 years. The Diamondbacks haven't been around as a franchise for that much longer than (laughs) 17 years. That's right. (laughs) He's been here uh, nearly since the beginning, and, and I'm glad he gets this opportunity. It's kind of wild because, yeah, like you said, the Diamondbacks have, you know, have once again. Not been around for that long, and I, I I think that their staff is very impressive, and it's yeah. it kind of goes back to what we've talked about with their coaching staff and everything like that. But I mean, it's just uh, it's it's a neat thing for a team that let's be honest, there's a good chance that Zach Gallon, who we talked about, might be the only representation for this team on the field yeah. come the All Star break. So. Uh, it's just nice to for someone that has worked as hard as as Nate has to be honored, you know, and, and be a part of the All Star Game as well. Um, however, with that being said, uh, I will say that the Arizona Diamondbacks. I, I don't. I don't even know if if Zach Gallen is the clear case anymore. Yeah, after it's a what little bit saw. less clear. It's a little bit less clear after yesterday. Um, uh, but uh, before we before we uh, wrap up, Derek, I think you need to tell the people why um, D bucks should be the only currency accepted oh. at, at Chase Field. I think it's really important that people okay. understand this if they didn't if they didn't see. No, that's absolutely that's absolutely a good point. So yesterday <laughs> I tweeted out how D bucks D bucks, which you can get by getting this package that the Diamondbacks have for a date night, where you pay a hundred dollars. Right, you get two reserved level seats, uh, lower level seats. And you also get $50 in D-Bucks. And I thought D-Bucks need to be the only currency accepted at Chase Field. It needs to be over, <laughs> overtly complicated. Uh, there needs to be a currency exchange. But there, it, can't be, it can't be convenient. Like, it can't no, be like right when no, you lock in the door. Not, it has not. to be hard to find. 
Uh, <laughs> and it has to be like Disneyland dollars, right? So what I'm thinking is this is going to benefit. Like people are oh, they're worried about themselves, right? Like Tyler heard in our in our Twitter last night. Tyler was like, "What are you doing? I want to I want to take my 25 extra dollars home at night." And put gas in my car. Yeah. No, 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 Tyler. No. <laughs> Those $25 are staying at Chase Field all the time for the rest of eternity. Wait, so you don't, you don't get to bring – you have to like – No, you can bring retain, them home, but you can't okay. use them elsewhere. It's okay. like getting tokens okay. at Peter Piper Pizza. Okay. That's a currency exchange, and now you have Peter Piper tokens, right? Sure. And there's a good chance that that Peter Piper Pizza is going to go out of business before you get to go back and use <laughs> them, right? So that's what I'm suggesting is this is an investment in Chase Field – as, as a building, right? We need to get more money in the door that then doesn't actually get used on anything. It's just a way to fleece there the people go. and generate profits. But That's the way to do it. It's what Disneyland did. It's Disney dollars, right? Like, Does Disney do that? I've they never, used I've to never do Disneyland, Disneyland dollars. Yeah, right, right. And like when people ask me, what was the point of Disney dollars? There wasn't one. Did you get a, <laughs> a discount on merchandise? Absolutely not. Yeah. Did you get bigger drinks or popcorns? Those, no, you didn't. Those there fake was currencies, no reason. They're almost always like they're trying to make it sound cool, like it's this exclusive yeah, thing. Yeah, like you're in a club and this currency is, you know, you're yeah. part of it, right? Yeah, yeah, it's cool. But see, I just like the idea of making it even more complicated to go into a stadium and buy a hot dog. You wanted a hot dog? Did you go to the currency exchange right field <laughs> to get yourself the proper... You know, the, them's the rules, right, yeah. Derek? Them's the rules, right? And I, like Charles Woodall Pike says, it, it's the original cryptocurrency in the valley. I mean, <laughs> it could skyrocket at any point. You have no idea the value on it, right? Right. Like, right. Yes, it's worth five dollars now. What is it going to be worth tomorrow? Who knows? <laughs> Four dollars, probably <laughs> six. That, that maybe, right? Like that's the point. Is you never know. Like people want to invest oh, in stupid God. shit all the time and put their money in other forms, then that's not currency. So why is this any different? But uh, again, we are here at Four Peaks. We are having a great time. We, yeah, we thank you guys so much for joining us. We've had so many of our friends here uh, and Four Peaks has been incredible about letting us come here. Uh, I, we got a tour of Four Peaks, Jesse. We found oh, out the tour. We found out this place is haunted. That's a whole Good. other thing. That, oh yeah. I mean, it's pretty great. So, uh, but I, I want to recommend coming down here, whether you're just coming down here for beers here on H Street Pub, or if you're coming down here to eat, they have some wonderful food. Uh, we're actually joined now by our friend Sean from Four Peaks. Come on, Sean. Join us up here. Oh, excellent. How you doing, sir? Hi, Mike. We thank you so much for uh, for joining us. We thank you so much for, uh, for allowing us to come here. Thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate it. So you were telling me, speaking of uh, your Four Peaks and our connection to baseball, uh, your brother uh, played baseball. Is that right? Chris Snelling yeah. in, in Major League Baseball. For, so uh, what, what's it like having a family member that's, that's in baseball? Oh, Especially you, because you're you're from uh, you're from New Zealand originally from Australia well, from Australia okay so hey that's what that's Jacob's fault he's the one that told me that yeah it's completely wrong I, 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 think, I think of a New Zealand as a worst thing in corporate that be pretty pretty bloody heavy um, no it's it, so the baseball thing's kind of funny because uh, we, we're from a small town in Australia and um, sure. so I got two two younger brothers and uh, we all kind of fell in love with baseball young and. Um, Mum just got sick and tired of driving us around, so she put us all on the one team. Okay. Well, that's all well and good, you know, but, like, I'm the oldest, and then i got a younger brother who's, yeah. uh, <laughs> the who's, who's, who's very good. Like, <laughs> so we're playing under-16s, and he's 12, and pitching and hitting the ball out of the park, and everyone's like, 
well, why can't you be good like your brother? <laughs> and that's why I was like, well, I'm going to stick to rugby. Like, I know rugby. I'm good at rugby. I can hit people go. and get the frustration out. But, no, he was he was very, very talented. And he was, he was in Australia at the right time just with the Olympics coming out. And there's a lot of money going towards non-traditional Australian sports. Sure. Because we had to put a team together. And, sure. You know, he, he played for Australia when he was 16. And then he was in the Olympics when he was 17. Wow. That was crazy. Like, goosebumps crazy. stuff. You know? yeah. Like, yeah. And because it was like in our backyard, we go down there and it was like, it was literally like a high school reunion watching <laughs> my, like I turned around and it's, you know, Jim from, you know, science and our, our teachers come down yeah, yeah, and yeah. it was crazy because <laughs> we're from a small town and everybody sure. came down because, you know, baseball in Australia for the Olympics, $15 tickets, you know, and he, he can get tickets all yeah, day for yeah. that. I was going to say, is it very popular down there? I mean, as, as far as the interest in it goes? or It's got a cult following and we got really lucky because it was a real... <laughs> Uh, very um, where we were was a very concentrated area of baseball fans that really loved the game and you know out of that group there were three guys that actually four guys that actually got signed up and you know had varying amounts of success uh, um, one kid Adam Morrissey had a couple of games with the A's and there's a couple other kids that made minor league stuff but that's we incredible were, yeah out of this one small town how, how yeah. big is how big is baseball in Australia would so, you say it's funny because uh, cricket's obviously the big sport, right? right? Sure. Right. But cricket's a summer sport. So when you no, want to, no, if you're no. good, you want to keep your eye in in the off season. So what do you do? You can go to England, which is in the Northern Hemisphere and play. But, you know, England's full of English people, so who wants to do that? <laughs> <laughs> or, or you can play baseball because there's a Winter League baseball. And so the Winter League baseball season in Australia is actually incredible level of baseball because all these cricketers with the hand-eye coordination with throwing, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. swinging, they, 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 they can do a, a very good job. Um, and then, of course, now with the affiliation, um, you know, with Major League Baseball in the USA, um, you know, uh, David Nielsen, of course, was the one that made that connection yeah. with Australian Baseball League and, and really a lot of the players go there in the off-seasons. Mm-hmm. So, so you're, you know, your, your winter, our summer, but also, some of the, the guys come over to do rehab assignments, all sorts sure, of stuff. Because sure, all the sure, teams right. over there have affiliations now. So, Oh, that's awesome. Is it, We don't get a ton of fans, but the people that are into it, they love it. Do the, do the fans in Australia, do they watch Major League Baseball, or do they just watch their teams in Australia? So, yeah, th- there's not a lot of guys at <laughs> the games. You can tell us the, the truth. It's there's okay. not a lot of guys at <laughs> the games in Australia, I'll be frank with you. But, um, <laughs> you know, and, and, and watching baseball in Australia is tough, too. Like, you've got you've to gotta really... Um, you got to find the highlights and you know it's so much easier now with the internet but yeah, like we sure. would yeah. we'd have to fight to watch a couple minutes here a couple minutes right, there right. And, you know everybody just sort of wasted the, the finals and the world series and that and well it, it reminds us of like some of the sports now that you can watch that I've, I've never even seen before i'm 41 years old and i'm first now like hearing of like kabaddi and just other stuff that like you'll turn on a streaming service and there it is now yeah. like cricket and stuff is like live at for me at like nine o'clock in the morning randomly on on hulu right so like the internet has really opened up the access to the world to watch sports that none of us have really had the chance to experience before or see but uh that's just so cool that's so amazing that such a small town has produced so much talent so it let me ask is is chris like is he still like a big deal in town is he famous or is it like (laughs) has it was is this 15 minutes up so you know in australian baseball standards he, he it was a small pond, but he was he was one of the bigger fish. I think he's sure. the thirteenth Australian or something around there to play. Yeah, huh. yeah. Um, and we were all born in Miami, Florida, which is where we learned first how to play. Okay, and then moved to Australia when we were young. So, you know, he 
I think that sort of opened the door to him in Australia. And then because he just did well, yeah, it really resonated with a lot of people over yeah, there yeah. in the baseball circles, the baseball community. You know, he, he really, um, yeah, yeah, he played well. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us and sharing that with us. And thank you for inviting us out. We've been having so much fun here today at Four Peaks and enjoying your guys' beers. I have been a huge fan of Four Peaks even before our partnership. So uh, for me, this was just a chance to now, uh, you know, talk about my favorite beers when we're doing the shows. But <laughs> well, it doesn't get much better, does it? Like it beer, really sports, doesn't. you know, no. like it's, that's it. It's, we hit the nail on the head. I yeah. think you're thanking us. We, we're thanking you guys for coming down and really sort of cementing the, you know, the connection to some of the sports here in Arizona. Yeah. I think well, we we want to do it locally. You know what I mean? And that's the thing is we want to try to build something here locally that isn't doesn't exist and uh, of course the best part about that is to be able to work with local companies and and do this all together and, and make arizona fantastic like that's what that's what we're trying to do especially you know we've, we've had a chance to see what uh what our company has done in denver and like we want that especially watching them celebrate the stanley cup and and seeing their bar just go insane over that whole situation yeah. it's uh it's something we definitely want to be a part of here in in phoenix for sure but we thank you so much for, for joining us and for your hospitality because we love you guys. We love your beers. I love your beers. I buy them all the time regardless of, uh, like I said, our partnership. So, uh, and, and I think it's awesome that somebody from a small town in Australia can make a, such a big splash in, in baseball and in the world. Yeah, well, I just I watched it. It wasn't me. <laughs> Keep him humble. Yeah, don't, don't, don't build him up. Don't ever let him see this. But, yeah. No, he's – yeah, it's – it is amazing, like when you think about it. But like, when you're in it, you don't even think about it. You just no, doing yeah. it. Absolutely, you know, you're yeah, just taking the absolutely. steps. So when you think back, you went, "Oh, that, that was that was really cool." Like I, I got to meet King Griffey Jr. He yeah. came over and had dinner with my brother one day. Like, what was that? Like, you know, like when you're there, you're yeah. just like, "Oh, it's happening." You know? Yeah, it's, sure. Yeah. You're like, "Well, this is another day in life." Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. Things can, things can kind of be wild, but that's why it's fun, right? And yeah. that's uh, that's why I, I mean, like my high school still holds on to the fact that like. You know, one guy made it to base. You know, made it to the major leagues, and yeah. you know, won't stop talking about it to this day. And I mean, you know, hey, we we try to do everything we can to inspire others and show them that, like, even if you came from some place that doesn't necessarily covet baseball, you can still make it to one of the most important leagues in baseball yeah. in, the, in the world. Yeah. Well, thank you again for joining us. We appreciate it. Oh no, thank, thanks, thanks for having us. Thanks, we we hope to see you again soon. Oh I mean, yeah, we will. This definitely isn't goodbye. Be. No, right? this isn't <laughs> goodbye. No. I'm actually not leaving. I'm just going to stay here in this spot. They might take this equipment home, but I'm just going to keep drinking uh, these Jow- the Joy uh, Wow Bus that I've been drinking. But uh, we thank you guys for joining us. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter. I am at Cap underscore Caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse and Friedman. Four Peaks is at Four Peaks Brewing Co. Uh, But, of course, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Also, follow our show right here at PHNX underscore D-backs. If you're watching us right now on YouTube, we thank you guys for joining us. We thank everybody for coming out. This has been an absolute fantastic day. We saved the best show for last. We really did. We really did. That's what this is all about. uh, (laughs) uh, And and no interpreters got uh, suspended for fights during the course of this game. (laughs) So we're just letting you guys know that. Uh, Of course, uh, if you're watching us right now on YouTube, make sure to subscribe to the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss any of the content coming out whenever we go live. Uh, And also sign up on your favorite audio podcasting app if you're listening to us there. If you haven't done so already, leave us a five-star review. We appreciate you for it. Uh, We thank you guys again so much 
for you joining us and being part of the PHNX family. If you haven't done so already, go sign up for a PHNX.com or gophnx.com membership. You'll get all the wonderful writing from Jesse and myself, not just us, but all the other beats that you guys saw today live here at Four Peaks. Uh, there's some wonderful content coming out from Craig, Gerald, Owen, Jesse, everybody that writes for our website. So please check that out. If you get yourself an annual membership, you will get a free t-shirt, just like this beauty that I'm wearing right here over at the phnxlocker.com. Uh, annual membership, not only that, but you'll get discounts over at the phnxlocker.com, as well as access to our members-only Discord. And that's where the magic happens, folks. We've been having a blast in the Discord. Yeah. And of course, uh, without you guys in the Discord, we wouldn't have made the decision to go live five days a week at 1230. So you guys are helping us decide what we do with the show. And we thank you guys so much for it. We thank you for being a part of the family. Uh, if you don't sign up for the annual membership, by the way, you can get the month-to-month -month membership, and you'll get your first month for just 50 cents. So regardless of what membership you pick, you will get all of those benefits other than the free T-shirt. That's just for annual members, but you guys know all of that. Uh, again, we thank you guys so much for joining us. On behalf of Four Peaks, Jesse, and myself, we appreciate your time. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you do it, when you watch it here at Four Peaks. <laughs>